Are we good? We're good. Okay, so we're going to start in five. So we're going to start, we're going to start at the beginning. Who the who is Toby Maguire? Oh, if you don't mind that I really don't care There's a symbiote clone in my silly old hair Oh yeah, oh yeah, look like Toby Maguire Only desires to get my homies inspired Friendly neighborhood who? Friendly neighborhood who? Yeah, some respect on Seabiscuit Damn Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Toby, Toby, Toby uh, Where we're talking about the finale of Loki, Loki, Loki uh, Which is Loki, not really one of my favorite shows unfortunately i have some weird feelings about it but we're gonna get into that first i want to introduce my co-host local legend milwaukee legend the mc reno christoph i'm here i made it here hi how are you am i a variant of myself we may never know oh man that's a good question i i wish i had a variant he could go do shit for me he could go dj for me (laughs) you need a personal assistant is what you want yeah but who just looks like me and is my of my genetic makeup. Right. Do you think it would come out exactly the same though? No. Probably come <laughs> probably turn into an evil me. Even but like what not even just an evil you. What about another variation of you? Just one that's like just slightly, just slightly less annoying. good at everything than you. A little you? bit more annoying. Yeah. yeah. A little less tolerable. Uh-huh. Cuz like a photocopy of a copy of a copy is always worse than the previous copy. Yeah. You've got like six of you running around. My eyes just get like further apart to like to the point where I'm a fish. Head. Yeah, yeah. But it's getting it's doing your dictation just fine. <laughs> let's back it up. Let's talk about let's this is our first uh Loki episode. Let's 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 talk about and catch him up? Yeah. All right. You sum up the show. And I'll jump in and interrupt you as I do. Oh man. Okay. So, essentially Loki picked up the Tesseract in one of the variations on the Battle of New York in Endgame, and he disappeared uh, and was flying through the timeline, even though in the primary timeline, he died at the hands of Thanos. One could say the sacred timeline. The sacred timeline, as it's called, by what he lands in is essentially the TVA, which is a time-watching organization, um, and he is assigned to Mobius. He's arrested and assigned to Mobius, played by Owen Wilson, who reveals to Loki that he is essentially... That his Loki is a variant, not the primary Loki, and that his presence was. Is there a primary? The primary Loki died. Like on the original timeline, the sacred timeline, Loki is dead. Right, right. And so this Loki interrupted that by stealing the Tesseract, and so they arrested him, and then they arrest all people who ever try to do anything outside the primary function, their primary functions inside that timeline. So that's what they've been doing the whole time is keeping that al- alive. So there's, that's why there's never been any like real explosions of multiversal madness. Only universal stuff, just like you know Thanos and the Guardians of the Galaxy and Ronin and all those places. But those were all on one specific timeline. Now Loki is in is involved with this. So in the in while this is going on, there's another variant who is causing havoc within a bunch of apocalypse events. Um, along a bunch of other timelines. Right. At this point, Loki and that variant meet, and it stops being a buddy, a buddy comedy with Owen Wilson and and Loki, with Mobius and Loki, it becomes like a weird romantic comedy, romantic comedy where Loki falls in love with himself, which is a herself, um, which I'll be really honest, felt kind of cheap after like them making a deal about him going, oh, I'm bi or f- sexually fluid. I'm like, all right. 
they're going to make him fall in love with himself. No, that's not that. But it's it's not... I think that would be infinitely more interesting, plus a special effects feat. Um, but alas, I can't have everything. <laughs> um, so then they get pruned. Yep. There's there's so much more to it. There's, there's the timekeepers, but the timekeepers aren't real. They're actually robots, and we don't know who's running things. And But then they end up in the void, which is the end of time. Douglas Adams would love this shit. Um, at the end of time, where there's a bunch of variant Lokis... And they help him defeat the the cloud that eats all the stuff, which is basically a a, a Deus Ex Machina um, for the plot moving forward. There's literally they make up a bunch of lore for this thing that's yeah. okay. Well, it's it's protecting the citadel. Okay, right, great. So they now now here's another video game chase that we have to go on, where we have to bring in one of our buddies, and they'll do a bunch of defense maneuvers, and we'll run in. It's got about the same amount of weight as the rest of the Skybeam battles and the rest of the Marvel stuff. It was the same problem I had with WandaVision. Um, so then they get to the Citadel, and then they have the conversation with the man behind the curtain. It is a very Dr. Oz thing. It's also a very Matrix Reloaded thing. Yeah. But that's... um. We meet Kang the Conqueror. I don't say Kang. They don't. They just... He just... I go by many names. And one of them is Conqueror. Woo! Yeah. Yep. So where it is revealed, or he reveals essentially that he figured out that there were universes on top of universes, and he had a peace treaty with all the versions of himself, but then there were mean ones, and then they started being mean, and then he created the dog cloud thing, and then he created the sacred timeline by culling the rest of them, and then if if you kill him, then the rest of them are going to come. And He's not really a villain. He's a villain who's protecting you from bigger villains is his is his thesis. Right? He's a hero. <laughs> right, he's essentially He's saving you from himself. He's removing free will from your grasp so that you can be protected from having your free will taken from you from someone else's grasp. He's giving right. you a more convenient. I'm telling you, man, the Matrix. Kang the Conqueror is the architects from the Matrix Reloaded. More charming, less verbose, less pretentious, but he basically says the same thing, is that there are variations going over and over and over again, iterations that repeat over and over and over again. And he stopped that, and to break that would create chaos. So yeah, what are your thoughts? What are you... What are you up to? How are you feeling about this show? You know, I was refreshed. I was excited for Loki. Just Well, at first I was like, that's stupid. Loki's dead. They're doing all these, yeah. like, the they, they did Black Widow, which was kind of like a missed, missed shot. We'll have another podcast on that maybe. Yeah. Um, just kind of, I was like, okay, why are they making a Loki show now? And I didn't get it. I didn't really watch. But when I saw the trailer and saw what it was about, I was like, all right, all right. They're expanding the universe. At first, I thought this was like the afterworld that we were entering. But then, then, then we found out the first episode. Oh, okay. This is just a, a Loki who did something he wasn't supposed to do, or whatever. You know, he's a variant. I think the point they're trying to make by the end is that he tried to be better, and being better is a is a, a isn't how he's supposed to be. So they had to prune him. Yeah, and when I first saw the trailer for the show, I thought it was about. Loki dying and this was like I thought the TVA was that like the afterworld. Yeah. And honestly, I think I was disappointed when I found out that wasn't the case. Yeah. Why were you disappointed? I don't know. That sounded more interesting and 
after 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 I got over that though, I was uh, I was still excited about Loki, and you know I thought it had its, its charm and just like the 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 door opening with Loki of just a bunch of multiversal shenanigans and just all the more obscure comic book lore that we could see coming out as a result of this and just like all the weird stuff that we've never been able to see because they've been sticking to their not not safe Marvel formula but you know like we want to see the weird shit the com- comic bookiest of all comic bookiness yeah they switched the tone back and forth they made first they implied that it was going to be a buddy cop show between Owen Wilson and Mobius and Loki, it was gonna be like a like a little buddy comedy, and then it turned into this kind of uh, sideways uh, rom com, and then it became a time cop thing, and now it's uh, now it's just another funnel through which we can feed more content into our mouths, which is kind of it, that's why I have such mixed feelings about it because it is so interesting, but it's also. I think Loki is the purest expression of how cowardly Disney is in a certain way, or not just Disney, but Marvel under the Disney umbrella, because they can only go, it feels like they can only go so far, right? There's only so much like inclusion they can have. There's only so much implication they can have, but they always have to fall back on their, like on their tropes that they always have to follow because if they go too far in one direction or another, they risk, losing that center that gooey little center of neutrality where they've met everybody and they've they've congregated everybody and funneled them into their system so everyone's like i like your thing it's it's like gruel yeah. but it's got it's a it's a pleasant gruel and it's a gruel i can look forward to that's why i was excited about loki and the all these plots that were opening up here cuz they seem so they they are able to reach into these away from their gooey center. See, that's the thing. That's this thing. This is the thing that Marvel does, okay? They did it with WandaVision. Brilliant premise. Wow, so interesting, so fascinating. And then Sky Battle, or Big Battle, or CGI Battle. And then this is this ending's all right, but then Stinger. <gasps> what? He's, they don't remember who he is? <gasps> this must mean something's wrong with the timeline. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so now I'm interested again, sort of. It was the same thing with Far From Home. Far from home is bad. But J.K. Simmons at the end of that makes it good, sort of. Yeah. Because now when I think of Far From Home, I go, oh man, remember when J.K. Simmons showed up? Damn, that was great. And I forget the fact that it's a boring, dumb movie based on shitty decision making that they had implied that these people were capable of doing better than. I will never forgive Peter Parker and the writers of Peter Parker for giving those visors to Mysterio. (laughs) It's the dumbest fucking decision that's ever been made in the history of the MCU. And it was only made because the narrative needed to move forward. Okay, great, great. Glad we got that out of the way. All right. I hate that movie. Until I I liked it. I liked it until then. But then I realized I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to be right either because it's fun to watch. It just, it compl- like the whole thing, I every time, every time. And listen, I'll, I'll, the, it's the Mysterio battle is a feat of like actual cinemat- cinema. It's like, like a, movie it's, a, it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. That's all it is. Where I just felt more sick than I did enthralled by the end. <laughs> but again, my point is when, when uh, J. Jonah Jameson shows up, I'm like, yes! Right. Yes, you've given me the thing I demanded! Yes, ah! yeah. 
And WandaVision did the fake out. They they keep doing this, like, the implication of the universes, too. But it's, like, mean. And it, it still feels like I'm being teased now. Because they yeah. did it in WandaVision with uh, Petro. Right. Yeah, first J.K. Simmons. And, and now, then, uh, and then Petro. Pietro, yeah. Pietro, yeah, right. And now they're doing it. He- oh, my God. Just... And they did it with really Black Widow. Teaser. They brought in Taskmaster. And they did nothing. They just they just did they pulled a Batman eighty nine where they connected everyone for no reason and then just like got rid of the character. I think I don't know if she's coming back or not. I did, it was dumb. It was dumb. It was dumb. Yeah. But that that end teaser was that was nothing. They keep giving us nothing to chew on, like, oh, something's fucked up with the timelines. Who we fucking know. We already knew that. There was no shock in that moment for me. I wasn't like, <gasps> like I feel like that's what I was supposed to feel. But I wanted, I wanted, to, I, uh, the teaser at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were like as if I'm supposed to go, <gasps> like no. I knew that we knew that already happened. He got stabbed. It's over. We, that's the same thing. You don't gotta like pound it in for the less intelligent, like not. For the after the credits, like give me something that actually makes me go. I wanted to go, <gasps> but there's enough <gasps> going enough. I mean, I'm I'm just like, I'm just a greedy little Marvel boy. The high of Samuel L. Jackson being at the end of the credits of Iron Man is the high we've been chasing ever since. Like when we look for after credit stingers, we're always right. gonna look <laughs> for something that's gonna go that's yeah. gonna make that work. Because the first time right. that happened. When I saw Iron Man, the reason why the first couple of phases meant something to me, and meant, um, besides the fact that they concluded, when I saw Iron Man, I saw it with my family. It's the last time I saw my family together. We were just mad at each other, and we're like, let's go see a movie so we don't have to talk to each other. And it was so goddamn good that we actually were pretty cool by the end of it. But then I insisted that we stay for the credits, and then my mother took off in a huff, but my father stuck around just to piss her off. And we stuck around and watched the credits, and we were both like, whoa! <laughs> and then we're both nerding out about it while Linda is in the car. <laughs> and I'm like, but nothing will ever beat that moment, even because now we're looking for it. I could have, I was told to stay afterwards, but I had no idea that, like, oh shit, we're gonna do some Avengers, what? Right. So yeah. it's, it now it feels so, it feels like a Shyamalan twist. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this won't, this is gonna, What's the stinger going to be, huh? What's the twist going to be? Who's it going to be? And I even even the Kang thing is like everyone knew it was supposed to be Kang, but we're not going to actually say Kang. You are manipulating me. I kind of like it, but I kind of hate it. <laughs> yeah, man, they're 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 blue balls in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're it also he it cures them of their need to address consequences of any kind of any way. For some reason I've always been a sucker for kind of the corporate synergy that Marvel has presented for 10 years. But <laughs> this was the show that kind of exposed me to the kind of cynical synergy that they've got going on to a degree. Because the first 10 years, okay, you had a narrative, you picked it up, you were experimenting. We, uh, no movie really had a conclusion. Um, you had TV shows that didn't have anything to do with it. Um, but you were leading somewhere, and Infinity War and Endgame actually ended, there was a plot line, and they ended it. 
They could have literally just stopped there and called it a day and gone out on top. But they didn't, and they're not going to. And of course they wouldn't do that because they're a comic book property. But the thing is, is now they're entering a world where they have all of these corporate properties, all of these IPs, and they can't just let them die. They can't just let them go. So now we're opening up the multiverse. And this the entire two years, even the reason we started this podcast is because of a manipulation on their part where they implied, we're like, ooh, guess who's coming back? We're going to bring these people back and we're going to bring these people back and they're all going to be back. And you know how we're going to get away with it? Because we can. <laughs> and slowly but surely, they start introducing the elements of that. But like, I feel like I'm in a really tense relationship that where I never get any answers but they're always really good to me, but they're never answering any of my questions. You know what I, like, Loki, the reason why Loki exposed that to me, I feel like, first off, they made a big deal about, I'm, my sexuality, I'm bi, but if anything, I'm liquid. Okay, cool. And then they have him fall in love with a female version of himself. I would have loved to have seen him falling in love with him. I would have loved to have seen Tom Hiddleston in a very, like, uh, Michael Fassbender in Alien... What was that movie called? The Bad Alien movie that came out a couple years ago. Is that really what you want, though? Yeah, I kind of do. It would, <laughs> it would have been more interesting than what they did. She was fine, but it wasn't interesting. And it kind of, I think it reduced the value of not only the relationships that they formed at the beginning between him and Owen, but uh, they, it was only six episodes long. You guys had one moment. Come on. Um, but my problem was is that, like, like last week they did the they did the you saw the trailer for what if, right? That seems exciting. You're excited for that, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I, I'd be more excited if it was like live action. Yeah. The animation looks cool though. Like I like the style. They got a it's got a real like 2002 anime look. I mean, they have all the same actors voices, I think. Yeah. So, what if uh came out in last week? Watch the trailer for it. It looks kind of fun, but the problem is, is like, it's, oh, what if, what if all these hypothetical scenarios, all these crazy things that could have happened that are different from the thing that you saw? How could that possibly happen? Ooh. And then you go and you watch Loki, and it's like you go through this whole thing with the end guy, and it's like, oh, because she stabbed the guy, and then it's the timelines, and now we're in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. We still don't have it. And I feel it's just a tease. You're just teasing me over and over and over again. Well, you'll get it. Uh, when? Spider-Man. Maybe. Multiverse of Madness. Maybe. Season two. Season two. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I was. Okay. That's where we can come together and be like, yeah, I was disappointed with episode six. I really wanted some, I won't say closure because I mean, they're going to have a season two, but like just some conclusive nature. It, did, it felt like another episode. Yeah, it felt like another episode. Now we got to sit around and argue on the internet. <laughs> and obviously, you know, Spider-Man's going to come out first. Shit, by the time we air this episode, maybe Spider-Man trailer will drop. We are recording this on uh, July 14th. Uh, there's a lot of speculation online that they're just going to, since they got Black Widow and Loki out of the way, they're just going to maybe drop that shit Monday maybe a week from that. I don't think we're going to enter August without a Spider-Man trailer. Yeah, but they said that about February. It's coming out in December though. We're not going to we're not going to enter August without a Spider-Man trailer. I'm laugh when they show none of the things that they've promised. Well, I'm starting to get Doc really Ock's going to be in it. They're not going to not have Doc Ock in it. He's fucking in it. They're going to have him like snoring. 
Maybe just maybe just one little tentacle. Yeah, it could all be a setup for Toby returning and uh, Doctor Strange not even in Spider-Man Three, which would be interesting as well. I'd be really happy with either. I'd be I'm, more happy with both. I'd be happy <laughs> with an answer. Just one simple answer. Just one little answer. Here, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna make a comparison here. You want me to get? Let's get let's get let's get heavy duty. I'm I'm watching Lost right now. Okay, and so the first five seasons of Lost basically have to halfway through it, it becomes a spoilers ahead. You have five seconds to leave. Five, four, three, two. Great. This show's been over for ten years. It turns into a time travel show. Okay, and they clear the timeline. It clears it. They loop it at the end of season five. Okay, okay. and then they have an extra season. I'll allow this to be spoiled for me. It's fine. I, did you have any intention of watching it? I can actually just stop. No, go on. Go on. Okay. There is a timeline element to the show where that they conclude in season, at the end of season five. If they ended it at season five, literally, it would have made sense. But then they, out of nothing, create an entirely different timeline that you're supposed to care about with characters living lives that you know nothing about that's supposed to lead to a conclusion that makes no sense given for the rest of the narrative because it involves a timeline i don't care about you got attached to the other timeline but the other timeline had also been completed and that's the problem i'm having with marvel right now is that now they're we've already completed a timeline and now they don't know what to do with any timeline so they're creating all the timelines until they find one that sticks so it's essentially the same process. You're just finding a timeline that you think the people are going to be satisfied with and you're forcing them to go down that. Well, they're revealing that that's all it's been all along. Right, which is someone watched The Matrix Reloaded right before they started script writing and like, hey, remember how Neo is not really a savior, but like he's just a copy of a copy of a copy because he keeps doing the same cycle because yeah. he keeps reiterating? What if we did that, but it was like magic? And that is... Not Kang the Conqueror. Kang, Kang the Conqueror was the. It was the same scene. It was the architect. It was instead of going visa v vusi vu. I don't know. What do we do? It was this guy chewing an apple and really eating the scenery. It was great. It was a great monologue. But it's oh god. I don't ugh. It's all the things I love and they're not great. <laughs> They're not great. Give me bisexual magic man cutting a swath through timelines. Yeah, and then... I, that definitely felt pandering, yeah. No, not just that. I mean, like, Loki is a more interesting character than they're letting him be, I think. How would they let him be more interesting? Well, he, first off, the character that we've come to know and love is a, is a, is a charming rapscallion who schemes his way to the top. His all-of-a-sudden heel turn towards good which is not really a heel turn. It's the opposite of a heel turn. But his all of a sudden turn towards good because of lady feelings is disingenuous. Yeah. His removal from the narrative is silly. The ending is a nice twist teaser, but that's the thing that Marvel does. They start with this really interesting premise. They goo it all up in the middle, but the ending teaser, ooh, ooh, I'm in, yes, give it to me. Feed me, Seymour, oh. Yeah, man. I am getting tired. I'm exhausted with it, even though... But by the time we get to Spider-Man, I'm just going to be like, glug, 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 it's, fucking, it's fucking Dr. Ock, cool, fucking Doc Ock, and great, it's Electro. I don't really... Oh, look, it's the multiverse of... Yeah, great. Oh. That's how I feel already. I'm over it. 
Until the next thing, until the, but like that happened to me. Now, to be fair, I'm gonna counter this with my own bullshit. I was done with the MCU by the time Captain America: The Winter Soldier came out, and then that thing came out, and it blew my mind. That movie was ex- was so far beyond anything that had been made prior that I was on board again. So there is the distinct possibility that something's gonna come out again, and we're gonna be like, oh, you guys, and it might be Spider Man. It might be Spider Man, <laughs> yeah. but it certainly wasn't Black Widow. The Winter Soldier was really good. I, and it had the same. It, it was made with the same in the same way as the Winter Soldier. So I expected something as interesting as the Winter Soldier. If you signed up for a spy movie and you didn't sign up for like a fucking Marvel superhero movie, you know you'd have different expectations. It was it was beautiful. It was shot well. And Florence Pugh was really good in it. Yeah. It just if it came out at the same time as Civil War came out, it would have been a much better movie. Should have came out before for any of the Avengers. Like, literally any of them. Then it would have more weight because then it, like, grows her character when when they all come together. But now it's just kind of this afterthought and it's just kind of a waste to me. Yeah, really, really was. Her death would have had more meaning. Now it just retrospectively seems to have less meaning almost. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is my... I'm trying to... I'm going to read you my conclusion about how I feel about Loki. It's the same plot as The Matrix and that they are both just repeating pawns in an ever-iterating simulation of real life. But it's not real life because all the lives being lived are real only to, uh, to the person living them. Thusly, there are no consequences, no real stakes for any of the characters now because death, right. death only means moving four steps down the conveyor belt and scooping up another plucky hero and villain or villain from another timeline and voila, narrative convenience ad infinitum or infinite ads. Right. It's a dog chasing cars. I don't think Marvel would know what to do if they caught one. I don't have any idea. Like, that's the thing. I don't think that they... Oh, that's what I was trying to... That's what the point I was getting to. It feels like they're they're following wrestling rules. So they have all of these characters now, and it's been going on for so long, so it's like, well, he's been good. Well, he's been bad. So, ooh, what if next time he was good? Hear me out. He does good stuff, but everyone's confused. Right? But they still want to fight him. But he's like, no, I'm good. And then there's tension. But then he's bad again. Get the fuck out of here. There's a saying, it worked for Bret Hart. I guess it'll work for him. That's interesting. I mean, it's worth doing once. Right? What's worth doing once? Everything? At least everything? Like me, I've accidentally smoked crack once. <laughs> Sometimes we want some shit that doesn't mean fucking anything. And then we want to come back to Earth. Well, I think, I think that's what I'm saying. They're introducing... I, I appreciate this level of meaninglessness. Because everything up until this point has meant so... Has meant so much. And everything's just been, like, one-dimensional. All of these... Um, coming of superhero movies. You know, like, I'm becoming Iron Man. I'm becoming Thor. All these origin stories. I'm sick. I'm just really sick of that. The team coming together. I'm right. fucking sick of that. Feels like I'm watching, like, Leverage. Like, oh, the team's coming together. <laughs> like, I fucking hate that. Yeah. And that's why I'm gl- glad we're getting to this, third, you know, <clears throat> literally, like, this element of chaos and just random crazy shit. What if we want to see some crazy shit? Get all the teams together. It won't matter. We want a moment of chaos before we bring in, before, like you said, before they choose which one's canon, you know? We, like, we want to see a bunch of crazy timelines. They're going to fucking, they're going to shake it up a little bit. We want to just see a bunch of explosions. Yeah. At this point, everything's been so careful and calculated, and I think they're literally just giving us what we want, so I'm, I'm yeah, no, that, pretty that, happy. Yeah, no, that, that, 
That I'm down with. That's a great analysis of that universe. It's so it's been so orderly for it's, so it's long. It's been and now it's now it's exploding. Yeah. Kind of like the universe, you know, and then things will take form from there, you know, like things will come together. And I think we need that. They are rebooting their universe. They're starting over. By doing this, they're they're essentially it is the Big Bang. It is literally the creation of a new universe. Um and that the implications of that are, I mean, infinite. I mean that which is their point. Um so I'm curious to see how wild and crazy they could go. Um, and hidden, you know, kind of lost amongst the shuffle of all of this too is that uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds has a new has a new movie coming out, Free Guy. Right. So him dressed up as Deadpool yeah. showed up with Korg oh, yeah. from Thor Ragnarok to promote Free Guy while Ryan Re- while while Deadpool gets annoyed at this trailer while also bugging Korg about how to get into the MCU. Which is a really interesting way of saying I'm in the MCU now. They're doing their best, I think, to give us what the fuck we all want. And they can't please all of us all the time. But I think they're making an important shift. You know, we want Deadpool. Like, fucking put him next to some other... We want him in some shenanigans. Doesn't have to be, like, the whole movie. Or doesn't have to be a cameo. Like, just, like, just open some shit up. What it allows them with the multiverse of madness, what it gives them the excuse to do, and to your point, where it gives them, you know, kind of they can do anything they want, they can go in any direction they want. It does give them the opportunity, and they tried to do this before. I'm gonna deviate real now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a real. Um, one of the annoying things about Marvel, and one of the annoying things about Disney owning a company owning everything you love and co- owning all your properties, is that they control the narrative. And one of the most annoying narratives that's happening right now, and it's surrounding Black Widow, is that. What everyone is kind of, the news is saying, and as they're interviewing people for this movie, they're saying uh, that the director of Black Widow, um, the director of Case Shortland, she um, did a great job. She did a good job. She earned the position, and that's great. But the way that they're reporting it is that she is the first director of a Marvel movie, and she is not even close. What do you mean? That they're advertising her that she is the first female director of a Marvel superhero movie. Oh, and she is not. Ten years ago, a woman named a Palestinian named Lexi Alexander made a movie called Punisher War Zone, which is a one of the most beautiful, violent grindhouse movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, she deserves a lot of credit for doing that, and that was before Marvel kind of got their shit together. But should have been MCU first. But she released it under a thing called Marvel Knights. Marvel was sponsoring that movie. Marvel made that movie. Marvel funded that movie. Yeah. Marvel advertised that movie. It is a first Marvel movie directed by a woman. Uh-huh. And the way that they're trying to re... Lexi Alexander, if, you, if you're listening to this, you're looking... Th- of course you're listening to this. <laughs> Follow the sound of my voice to Lexi Alexander. Go to Google. Look her up. Fascinating woman. Director, stunt director, uh, kickboxer, uh, writer, producer, uh, Twitter activist. She's great. Um, but there's kind of a, they, they do this thing because they own everything. They control the narrative of how things go. Oh, it wasn't in the MCU. It doesn't matter. You're erasing her contributions to your canon. No, I didn't say that. No, I, not, no, you. I'm not saying you specifically. Yeah. I'm saying like the, th- that's the story that's being told by Marvel. That sucks. It does suck. Because that's real life. That is real life. Their job is to write fiction. Their job is to write fiction. Not reality. They create their own reality. Because they're the writers That's of their own. bullshit. It is absolute. Um, it was weird when they were doing Blade Erasure because they were like, Black Panther is the first black superhero in Marvel. Well, Marvel funded Blade. Blade, nothing, none of this would exist without Blade. 
Yeah. But you know, it was so long ago, I kind of understand it. Now it's it's the first black superhero in the MCU. Yes. Yeah. Kind of first black solo movie. Great. Cool. That's not actually how it happened, Marvel. But I get what you're saying. So it's kind of this weird they they control they control the timeline. They are <laughs> they the are masters TVA. Of, yeah, they are the TVA. <laughs> it is an interesting commentary on themselves because what they've done is Damn, they prune dude. those they Lexi Alexander's Punisher Warzone on the Marvel Knights label that doesn't exist. Prune. Blade on the, uh directed by a director no one actually talks to anymore on in a, an original Marvel label that doesn't exist. Prune. Yeah. Um so they get rid of everything while not knowing where they're going. So they they control the they narrative have their own up into a timeline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so they have their own. They prune everything from their own sacred timeline, and now they're messing up their own timeline according to their own rules, so that we can follow them until they find their own sacred timeline again. Because it just repeats itself over and over again. Because what they're doing is forming a new Avengers. And they're going to have them fight a new anti-Avengers. And a new, a new galactic threat. And then they're going to defeat the galactic threat. And then Kazam! They're going to do it all over again. I'm going to die. And my final, my final words are going to be, Is Chris Evans in this one? <laughs> oh my god. You know, the reason I'm just so in the stakes is just Spider-Man. And yeah, I, I'm into, give me some Spider-Man. Well, he he was left out of everything, you know. Like so, my my balls are blue, dude. Like Spider-Man's been left out of all this shit, and I don't really care about little baby baby Holland running around like in Winter Soldier or Civil War. I mean, you didn't like his introduction in Civil War. It was cool. It was a, it was a surprise, but I didn't want a, like a, a soft intro. I wanted a Bam! Here's the motherfucking new Spider-Man. Like, did you want him? Did you want him to? He's like, a baby and still needs to grow up. Like, want, it's too soft. Did you need it like BVS or Batman versus Superman, where like they kill Batman's parents like right at the right as the intro? Did uh, would you need it? Just murdering Uncle Ben no. right at the beginning. No, but maybe like. And then like right Iron Man away. shows up as he's over his his uncle's dead body. Yeah. And he's like, I need you right now. That would have been probably more interesting than what they did, but no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> but I read... Uh, but to be fair, I didn't want to watch Uncle Ben die again. Have you heard anything about maybe uh, Tom Holland and uh, MJ, maybe they're done after Spider-Man 3? Oh, you mean the actors? Yeah. Oh, I don't... I don't know if there's any legitimacy. I just saw some rumors. As Marvel is exploding their universe up, Marvel, they're changing... You know how they like kind of signed everybody up to these 10-year contracts? All right. Now they're stopping that because now they just want a revolving door of people because now that there can be an infinite number of people, they can just have an infinite number of actors yeah. and actresses cycling really, through their program. It's they, going to be the new they really, uh, the new Disney, actually. <laughs> Disney is just going to be the new Disney. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Marvel's the new Disney. Crazy how that works. Yeah. You know, it just puts more power in their pocket. Yeah. Which, which is what they needed. They were powerless up right. until now. Like, we, like, as the fa- like, to give all the fans what they want and put all these people together, it takes a lot of work, and they need power to put those people together. Not that I say Disney needs more fucking power, but, like, uh, you know, you know, I wanted to see that shit come together and without having reboots ruin, continue just to, like... Is that their strategy? Like, Is they going to keep re- just rebooting the whole thing over and over and over again? Well... I think you were saying this earlier. There was like Power fair. Rangers. 
right? Because they keep like the old Power Rangers, you'd have shows after show after show with the same basic characters, yeah. but they were different. This time, it's the same basic characters, but this time, like that. they're connected through the narrative, which is worse. <laughs> but they're not, not literally, though. I mean, it's not like. But it's like, it is like old comic books, though, where I would like, there was, there yeah. was like 17 different team ups of the same characters. There's a Canadian team up one. There was an American team up one. Uh-huh. And then, like they mixed and matched between the, yeah, yeah. But like you know, they're not literally doing it. You know, Iron Man died. They're not gonna. I don't foresee them being like, just kidding. Like, you don't. Ooh, you want to put money on that? That'd be fun. I'll put twenty bucks on it. All right, twenty bucks for the sake of uh, we're on camera. Within five years, Iron Man will be back in the MCU. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Now, any variation, I'm saying any variation on this, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man will be back in the MCU. Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man will be back in the MCU within five years. Whether he's a hologram, whether he's a cart, whether he's a cartoon or something. Besides what if? Besides what if? I'm saying Robert Downey Jr. himself. I'm not but, a cartoon. But also let's 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 hammer this out. It's 20 bucks. <laughs> like he's gotta be. I mean, like bring him back to life. Oh, no, no, and no. And move the, forward. Mm, they're going to use a different version of them. They're just going to use a different... Someday. But they're going to give us our time, which is good. And then when they do bring them, I think they're going to I think they're gonna give them time. I mean, then again, or they could have like his friend who's um, the other Iron Man dude. Oh, um, the I, I, uh, War Machine. It's like, it's like there already is another Iron Man, but they didn't really always agree on things. I mean, I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. quit the MCU... Uh, and then went off and like figured out the world doesn't really need his unique quirkiness as much as it used to. And then he's just been kind of lying low, plotting his MCU return. I think. I honestly think that the, he's going to be back. Now it won't be the it won't be him. It'll be like a it's the multiverse. That's going to be the thing I do every time I say multiverse. The multiverse. <laughs> I mean, that's cool if it's just for like Doctor Strange, multiverse of madness. Somebody's nothing somebody means said, uh, anything to anyone, and that's okay. But it's not the same one. If it's not, you're not same. using your imagination fully. You're getting caught up on like he's dead, and that's the same actor. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that's cheap. That's cheap. And why you is it know- cheap? No, it's not cheap. It's a different character. We want to see a different kind. Like, I want to see someone else be entirely. Somebody said that uh, Captain America was going to come back and. Uh, multiverse of madness and he was gonna play like an evil fucking like and i'm for that like that sounds fun if it's temporary like i don't want to see him like like you know i would have they would have for me to accept robert downey jr as iron man back in the mcu i don't care if it's a different multiverse version it would have to be so different as to be unrecognizable. Oh, definitely. It has to be very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm all about. Please give me those kind of variants. But like, if you're just, oopsie daisy, I don't have a beard. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that concludes this episode of Toby, 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 uh, where we talked about Loki, the finale of Loki, and the future of the MCU, and the future of how much we're going to tolerate, honestly. Um, you got anything coming up, Reno? We're gonna be dropping this pretty soon, so this is relevant. Go ahead. Yeah, me and uh, me and Mo with the uh, Higher Education Records are here in the studio where we're recording. Uh, we got a group project called Reality TV. It's gonna be gonna be dropping soon. Check out uh, Sweet and Sour. That probably just dropped by the time this comes out. By the time this comes out, this has just dropped, so you should check that out. Check out Sweet and Sour single.
Sweet and Sour from Reality TV. I love it. I can't wait to hear it. Um, fun fact, the video for Sweet and Sour should be out sometime yeah. in the next six months that uh, Reno and I collaborated on. It'll be out very soon. Very soon. I have an album coming out soon, uh, Dumb Wizard and Other Vital Disasters. I'll be going on tour at the end of the summer on the East Coast, the Carolinas, uh, and then over through New York, and then Pennsylvania, and then uh, back home. So look out for details about that. You can check more of me out at Oh The Hillmanity on Twitter and on Facebook at Jason Hillman. Or like Over The Hillman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What Reno doesn't understand is he too shall decay one day. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. Bye. <laughs>